0: This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. From Studio A, inside the Rick L. and Vicki L. James University Center, this is Trine Line. Hello, I'm James II, Assistant Vice President for Content and Communications at Trine University, and this is the Trine Line Podcast. Trine University President, Dr. John Shannon, will discuss some of the latest happenings at Trine University as well as issues in higher education. Thank you, Dr. Shannon, for joining me today. It's a pleasure to be here. So today we want to look at some of the accomplishments of this past fall semester. Uh, First and foremost is another semester of record enrollment. Um, And we recently hosted our first December commencement, which is many years since we had done that. And we implemented that ceremony in order to accommodate the growth we've had in our graduating classes. How does it feel for you to see the university doing so well from an enrollment perspective?
1: Well, it it validates all that we do to attract students to Trine University. And it's not just the attracting students to Trine, it's to see them come to completion in their degree programs and to have so many eligible to, to graduate that, as you mentioned, we had to hold our first winter commencement in decades. And at that commencement, We had 1,300 students eligible to walk, and over 900 came to campus for the ceremony. And these are students in hybrid programs, graduate programs, hybrid graduate programs who who could be anywhere in the country. They're all over the, the United States, and it really shows how strategic we've been in terms of the types of programs that we offer, why we offer them, and the great results that we're getting with those programs
0: we've discussed on some of the previous podcasts why trine is able to keep growing where do you see our enrollment going from here
1: you know we have different sort of buckets of enrollment and each one has to have different strategies in order to recruit and retain students uh, and all the way to completion to their graduation so i'm on um, the main campus we're looking at a traditional age of students, 18 to 22, typically. And this is going to be an area of uh, that's going to be quite challenging for, for a Trine and for all universities in the next five years due to the enrollment cliff where fewer and fewer high school students will be graduating each year. And if there are fewer students graduating... The problem will be with the same number of universities, it's going to become more competitive. So we have to have strategies specifically to attract that type of student. So the challenge that we see also can be viewed as an opportunity. And actually, the opportunities to attract these students are in abundance, but it means shifting our thinking. It means being dynamic in how we approach the issues. It means being willing to do things in new and different ways. It means also thinking of new programs that are popping up that are of interest to prospective students that lead to jobs and careers upon graduation. So on the main campus, we have a certain mindset of how to approach the issue. We're doing so many different initiatives, some very small scale, some larger, but each one is additive in the recruitment of student process. So I think we're doing a lot of really uh, great things to attract students. And then on the online and hybrid side, we've been, again, very strategic in the types of programs that we offer. We know what programs are attractive to prospective students, and we know that in all of these programs lead to careers for, for the graduates. So, we're doing, I think, a lot of really good work in that regard, and we're going to continue growing to the fullest extent possible. And then there's a third bucket, and that would be our health professions, which are housed in Fort Wayne. These are highly skilled positions uh, that lead to jobs that are highly skilled in nature. The type of education has a, a common thread of health care that runs through them all, and it's a huge need in our. Our society to produce people who will work in the healthcare industry, uh, especially as our population ages going forward. So this is, I think, a a really uh, fruitful area for trying to be, to have our endeavors move forward where enrollment is concerned and it will lead to continued growth.
0: We also started the semester off with our our largest ever Trine Fest, uh, which was an event where Trine students and the community were able to enjoy some fun activities and and really celebrate the relationship between the university and the city of Angola. Um, Why do you think it's important for the university to build
1: that strong relationship with the surrounding community? It's important because we are of the community. We don't just work here. We live here. We pay taxes here. Our kids go to school here. We participate in community organizations here. We are involved in the community. Vangola, Stuban County, the four counties region, Northeast Indiana, and so forth. So yes, it's, um, it's of concern to us to have a strong relationship with the community. And it really didn't start with Fest, If you think about it, it started with the 4th of July Parade, uh, where we had a contingent, uh, a large con- contingent of trying people that marched in the parade, interacted with the community, gave, handed out candy to children, promoted our relationship by, by being a part of it. And it continued with Balloons Aloft, where we were a um, sponsor of that and, and helped, you know, and participated in it. And then on to, of course, TrineFest, as you mentioned, it was... Uh, uh, the, the largest we've had. It, w- it was our second year of doing it. it. Was bigger than the first year, and great event. All positive feedback, for, whether from students or from our community partners. So it was. A, I loved and Fest, and we'll continue doing that in the future. And we'll find other ways that we can expand our relationship building efforts with the community. Next year, and in fact, I think uh, he actually got
0: sworn in this week, Angola is going to have a a new mayor for the first time since uh, 2001, I think. Can you reflect on the university's long relationship with Mayor Hickman and uh, maybe talk a little bit about how the uh, collaboration will continue with uh, David Martin now being mayor? Well,
1: that's interesting. I was just talking with Mayor Hickman the other day and he served as mayor of angola for 23 years my predecessor dr brooks served as president of trine university for those same 23 years kind of a parallel tenure for both of them and throughout i know they had a great relationship i've had a great relationship with the mayor as well uh with with dave martin he's he was a wonderful candidate for the position and now I look forward to his future role as mayor, uh, and I think he'll do a great job for our city. And I, I look t- to us to having a strong relationship going forward as well. And we'll find ways in which we can collaborate uh, and work together, but most importantly, just to communicate with one another as a starting point. Having, having strong, transparent communication with one another is going to be a, a good foundation for our, um, our partnership going forward.
0: This fall, we also opened the new expansion to Best Hall and the new education center in Reston, Virginia. Um, we purchased additional land from Parkview Health um, adjacent to where we're building the Brooks College of Health Professions. Can you talk about each of these additions? Why? why we did each of these additions and what are some other things we're considering at this point
1: yeah so our vision as an institution part of our vision is to be growing you know to be it's the vision actually is to be a university that's engaged dynamic growing and always adding value to our students experiences so growing is an important part of that equation and it's very closely related to being dynamic as well as being engaged. So uh, we, we've we grown in the past uh, with the Best Hall edition. That was because we were out of space in our health science programs. We needed more in terms of facilities. You know, build it and they will come. And, and that's what's happened in the past. And uh, we've already filled... The, the best hall addition. Uh, prior, the year prior to that, the SDI building, it's become a hub of activity for our students. It's a wonderful addition to our campus. We're working to complete the Brooks College of Health Professions building in Fort Wayne off Union Chapel, 110,000 square foot facility, which is the largest capital project in the history of the university. We're on schedule. We're gonna be moving in in August and occupying that great facility there. We purchased those 40,000 Three acres right next door adjacent to our, our property where we're building the Brooks College now so that we have an opportunity, we have space to expand if that's where we see us going. And with this notion of growth and growth in the health professions, and that's what the Brooks College um, encompasses, we need that space to uh, allow us to continue to grow with programs in the health professions. In addition, and when you talk about growth- Of our locations for our hybrid programs throughout the country, and these are for our master's degree programs, Detroit is the largest. Well, we're out of space in Detroit. We've got over 5,000 students enrolled there, and so we need more space. We're in negotiations right now on a facility close by to our current location that is almost three times larger than the current facility. And uh, we look, greatly look forward to moving in there at some point next year. Our facility in Phoenix is, is full. We need a bigger facility. there a bigger location. We're looking at potential landing spots. And we, we feel very strongly that at some point next year, we'll be moving into a larger facility. Uh, we just opened and rest in Reston, Virginia. Perfect size and type of of location for what we need so it's and it's in a great location so uh, we feel very very positive about the kind of results that we're going to do there in terms of enrolling enrollment of students and we're now currently in negotiations on a location in dallas texas that would be the last one for a while until we uh we see how much more growth Occurs, um, but we are really looking forward to expanding to Dallas, Texas. It 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 has a great fit for what we're doing at Trine University in our hybrid programs. So so growing is a part of our vision. It's a part of our culture. It's a part of who we are as a university, and we're going to continue doing that um, as as long as
0: necessary. Recently, for the first time, Trine University won the Crush Hunger competition to collect food for community harvest. Um, And as a result of that, you even got to take a pie in the face at at halftime of the football game. Why do you think it's important for our students to give back in ways like this drive for community harvest?
1: It's part of our mission. You know, our mission is to promote our students' intellectual and personal development through professionally focused learning opportunities, preparing them to succeed, lead, And serve in their communities. And this is a part of this notion of of service service and giving back to our community and being caring about our community members and ourselves being good community members. So that's why it's important for, for students to be involved. There's there's no time like the present to get started on serving others. You know, it's not something we need to wait for until they graduate. No, anyone can serve at any age. And so let's get this started now. And so what was kind of interesting about the whole you can crush hunger endeavor was I didn't know much about it from previous uh, times we've been involved But I I thought about, it It was the students who came to me and said, would you be willing to take a pie in order to help raise food for members of our community that are um, food deprived? I thought about it, and I didn't want to just do it as a gimmick. I wanted it to help to drive the entire collection process. I said to them, our student leaders, um, in particular, the, the student president, Kennedy Jester. And I said to her, uh, what is the goal? How much tonnage of food do you want to raise? And she didn't really know. I said, well, how much did we raise last year? And she, she went and found out, came back to me, found out it was about 6,000 pounds. And I thought about it. And I said, okay, 6,000. Well, let's beat that. I'll take a pie if you can raise 10,000. Word got out. And next thing I know, it's the day before the football game uh, and that was the deadline. It was the end of the the, the food drive. And um, and I'm hearing that we've surpassed the 10,000 and mm-hmm. then some. And so I said, okay, so we'll, we'll do the pie in the face. Turns out, not only did we surpass 10,000, we went over 30,000. What was the total? Do you remember 30? 30, like
0: 33, 34, yeah, somewhere up 34, there. 34,000
1: yeah. pounds of food. And all of it stays in Steuben County wow, was it ever worth it for me to participate in a way that might help encourage others to, to bring in food, to contribute to this food drive, and it, and it, and it did. So I, I was so pleasantly surprised that half halftime I got out there and go ahead, and not only did I get one pie from a student, I'm not sure how they selected the student, but um, they had a process to do that. So it was kind of an honor for that student to to pie the president. But then uh, kind of surprisingly to me, I got a second pie from my wife who was standing by waiting to make that happen. So it was it was really a lot of fun.
0: Once again, we also reported this semester that um, our graduating seniors from the class of 2023 had more than 99% job, job or graduate school placement. What do you think makes our graduates so employable, and why is this important to our students and their
1: families? So leading our students to careers is what we're all about, right? Preparing them for career success every academic program at trine university leads to a a job every one of them and we won't offer a program that doesn't do that Uh, likewise every program that we have we have because there's an interest among students to major in that so those are really the two key criteria for us on whether or not a new program should be offered will it be attractive to prospective students and will it lead? a career. The other other part of why I think we're so good at at ensuring our students do get these jobs is When we talk about this, when we think about it, it's not about job preparation. It's about career preparation. And there's a difference that, yes, the job is the tangible get for the students, but can they turn that job into a career? Do they have the skills to do that? And often, it's not technical skills that we're talking about. It's not content knowledge that we're talking about. It's about those power skills, the ability to think critically, to reason quantitatively, to make an argument based on data and evidence, to communicate effectively, to write well, to speak well, to, you know, again, put forward an argument that is persuasive, and to work well on a team. Those skills, many will call soft skills, but they're not soft skills at all. They are power skills. The people who have those skills are the ones who get promoted. They're the ones who move up in their profession. They take that job and it becomes a career for them. And so it trying, we want our students to develop those skills, not just develop writing skills in a writing class, develop writing skills in a math class, develop math skills in an engineering class and so on and so forth. They they need to be practicing those kind of skills in all of their coursework. And I think that our faculty have taken that to heart and embraced it and incorporated it in ways that our students do have opportunities to speak and to reason and to think critically and solve problems in whatever the class may be. As As a result, when the students graduate, they're ready to hit the ground running. They're ready to go in whatever it is, that whatever job that they take. And they are the ones. And, and when you have graduates who do well with their employers, those employers want to come back to us to hire more. And that, again, it perpetuates this 99% job placement rate, which we've had for 11 straight years.
0: Are there any other thoughts about this past semester that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, sure. One one thing that, that I've done that I am really grateful that I have done is I'm meeting with students. I'm trying to be present- and visible to them. So one example is I have a weekly lunch with four or five students in the, in the Whitney commons in the cafeteria. And I do that. I mean, we could eat in a special room somewhere or whatever. No, I want to meet with them and eat with them in front of all the other students. They see here's the president sitting in at the table over there with four or five students and they're just having lunch together. And we spend an hour. I give them an hour of my time. And for every group, we've gone right up to the end of the hour. And it's, they've been enjoyable uh, discussions that we've had. There's no agenda. I'm not asking them, tell me about the problems. Tell me about this. Tell me, no, let's talk about whatever you want to talk about as human beings. And I, I think they've appreciated that. You know, I've, and I've tried to be visible in attending uh, student events as well. Uh, we've gotten done special events. We have a picnic with the president you know, go to the soccer game with the president there or whatever. And I've really enjoyed that. I've met with with student groups, the, the Einer Fellows. We had a really great meeting a couple weeks ago. The softball players, they had a luncheon for them when, when they returned from their national championship victory. Um, I was there with a, a large group of others to greet them. And then again, we I spoke with them at a luncheon as well as at a dedication of a sign on 20 commemorating their great season that they had this past year. But that's one thing that I have really enjoyed this past semester, my first semester as president, is, is being more involved with students and, and giving them whatever support I can in whatever it is that they're doing. I'm trying to do that as well with, with employees in general, too. So I'm looking forward to more of that going forward.
0: Once again, thank you, Dr. Shannon, for joining me today. To our listeners, check back for more insights from Dr. Shannon on the next Trineline podcast. Thanks for having me, James.